This episode is dedicated to Lydia Geneva, who we will be hearing from later. Do you hear that sound? Hello, and welcome to Jama Studio, where I talk to fascinating people about fascinating things. Is there anyone out there who doesn't just love ice cream? Well, there must be someone somewhere, but I am yet to meet them. Who could resist the sweet chimes of the ice cream van without the urge to rush out to buy their favorite flavor? Here in the UK, the sound of the British summer arrives with the good old ice cream van. Accompanied by its jangly chimes, and in India, the ice cream seller sometimes sings a song to advertise his ice cream called Kulfi. Which has flavors like cardamom, mango, and pistachio. There are variations on ice cream the world over, but in my view, the most scrumptious is gelato from Italy. Whilst out in an upmarket shopping area in Oxford, my curiosity led me to the cutest little ice cream van, though it doesn't have any chimes. I got chatting to the owner, 24-year-old Luis Alfonso, who grew up in Rome, and I discovered that his ice cream is authentically Italian. After much indecision, I finally settled for the dark chocolate flavour to try. It did not disappoint. It was delicious and creamy, without being too sweet. Every morning, Louis makes his own ice cream and sells it from his van, which he had built to order in Italy. It's actually based on an Indian tuk-tuk. Louis loves ice cream and knows all sorts of interesting facts about it, and is now living his ice cream dream. So here, joining me today is Louis Alfonso. Buongiorno, Louis. How important was ice cream for you when you were a child? Growing up in Italy, ice cream is such an important part of everyone's life, including mine. I remember we used to have this local ice cream place called a Quiquacua. We used to go there every day. What does Quiquacua stand for? Um, Quiquacua is the name of the three ducks um, from uh, Mickey Mouse. Donald Duck, Huey, yeah. Louie, and Dewey. Yeah, that's oh it. my that's, god! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's yeah. so funny because we were watching that last night. Yeah, so Quiquacua <laughs> is Huey, Louie, and Dewey. So that's what the, oh. the name means. That that was a, an ice cream place that I think ta- they had had more kids around. Basically, it was more targeted for that. But that was oh, our local oh, one. Interesting. And this was in uh, Ostia, which is just on the coast. Afterwards, as you get, you got older and older, more especially more towards when I started to become you know, sixteen or seventeen, a lot of really really high quality ice cream places started to open up, and they were fantastic because you could see all the laboratory, so where they were making it, you could see them at the back, and you could see all the fresh ingredients arrive. Some of them were famous because they had a really wide range of uh, mm. flavors, and some of them were really indulgent. Some of them had not that many flavors. But the places that had eight flavors, they were so good that people would still go there. What was your favorite flavor as a child? I, I always liked sort of the, the chocolatey flavors, the more creamy ones. Now that I've started making it, I think I have a lot more of an appreciation for all the flavors. So appreciate the the fruit ones a lot more, and also ones that are just interesting flavor combinations and things that are a bit unusual. 
I wanted to ask you what's the most wackiest or unusual <clears throat> flavour that you've ever made? We made one that was a uh, beer ice cream oh, with a uh, peanut praline on top. Oh, goodness. We also did some other really wacky ones. I wouldn't mind trying that one. <laughs> so it was actually really nice. I think it was a honey ice cream with balsamic vinegar reduction on it. Yeah. That does not sound good to me. Savory and... Balsamic vinegar, so you've got sort of tang to that, but then you've got the sweetness. So it's like, yeah, it's like sweet and sour. This was in a course I did initially, so where I learned to make it. Mm. And then actually there is one that is worse than that. Pecorino, which is a type of sheep cheese. It's like parmesan. Oh, yes, pecorino. Yeah, and that with uh, black pepper. <laughs> so that, that was a, what's called a gastronomic ice cream. So it's basically savoury ice cream. Lewis, you like coffee. I do. I do really like coffee. I would have thought that coffee would have been your favourite. <laughs> coffee I do is actually sort of a really, really strong coffee. So it's, uh, I call it Italian espresso. 50% of the ice cream is actually espresso. It gives a real kick. You have about, end up with about two shots of coffee per scoop my daughter loves mocha do you make mocha ice cream not yet but if they want they can always have chocolate and coffee (laughs) the other really interesting thing that i found about while i sort of learnt and started making ice cream you're used to tasting things at room temperature which is not something you think about you just take for granted that you taste something at room temperature what happens is when you serve something that's very cold um, you actually find that that flavors are really decreased Something that tastes really strong, warm, when you chill it, make it suddenly very cold, most of the flavour goes. Oh, yeah. The mint stracciatella that we do. So it's a vanilla infused with fresh mint. Oh, okay. And then bits of dark chocolate in. And sometimes I, I put sort of orange peel in the dark chocolate. Oh, wow. So when you're eating it, you get the sweetness first and then the mint. And then, so that's the ice cream melts first in your mouth. And then you're left with the, black cho- the dark chocolate that melts in your mouth. You kind of get flavours coming one after the other. So I understand that you did a degree in chemistry. How does that help you in your job? Having a degree in chemistry actually really helped in ways that I didn't expect when I first got the degree. I I never thought when I was doing chemistry that I would eventually be making ice cream. How much sugar is there in ice cream? Probably it's about 20% sugar. (gasps) Actually, that's not as much as I would have thought. I'm actually allergic, allergic to sugar, so... I do like ice cream, of course, like mm. everybody else does, but I would want one that's tasty mm. as well as something that's not going to give me that allergic reaction. The problem is if, if you didn't have any sugar in the ice cream and you took it to as cold as a temperature that you serve it at, so it's about minus 13, it would just be a solid block, so it would be too hard. You put sugar in, basically, partly to give it sweetness, but partly to give it oh, a softer texture. So if, if I put loads and loads and loads of sugar in and then gave it to you, it would basically, even if it was really cold, it would still be pretty much liquid. Okay, so, it, so the more sugar, the creamier or liquidy... The, the softer, I... the soft, yeah, the softer it is. You have to have a right level of sugar in the ice cream. You have to have the right amount of fat. There's no such thing as a sort of perfectly healthy ice cream. You have to put something in there to give it the right okay. texture. That leads me on to the question, what do you think of Mr Whippy, the, um, you know, where they... Mm pour it from the machine so soft serve ice cream it can actually be pretty good quality but it can also really not be very good quality so you can have loads of preservatives loads of um, other chemicals that give it a structure and a texture you know artificial flavoring so the way i see it there's very little naturalness to it 
What makes Italian ice cream taste so wonderful? What makes Italian ice cream taste so wonderful is just the the texture. That's the first thing that people sort of notice. The texture is incredibly creamy and melts in your mouth very quickly. Yeah, so you're serving it at about minus 13 degrees versus normal ice cream, which, you know, it might be minus 20. Actually, it's quite a big difference. And because you're serving it at a warmer temperature, it means that you put less fat in it and less sugar because if you had the amount of sugar that you had in for normal ice cream and served it at that temperature, it'd just be liquid. Initially, traditionally, you you kind of have plainer flavours in terms of sort of the nut flavours, for example, are really popular, like pistachio and hazelnut. You don't need a lot to really make it taste very good. You use just the actual nuts itself, and there's no artificial flavouring, no artificial colouring or anything like that. It's just kind of a very authentic, natural taste and experience. I think pistachio is actually one of my favourites, if <laughs> I should be honest, yeah. Yeah, it's or probably the, it's the one that probably gets the most compliments. Oh, OK. What flavours would you absolutely never get rid of? Salted caramel, just because it's my most popular, and people really love that. Mango, people love mango. So probably salted caramel, mango, and pistachio, just because... People can't seem to find good pistachio around, so it's nice to be able to offer. Is pistachio imported from Italy, or I think the the main places that make pistachio are Iran and America, actually. And there, there's some places in Italy that make it. It depends on where it grows. So I actually get it from the states mostly. Okay, so what would you say children then go for most? Children in general, they like they don't like something that's too sharp or too bitter. Right. So, but then again, I've had very small children try a dark chocolate that's very, very dark and a milk chocolate and then actually prefer the dark chocolate, oh. whereas most adults find the dark chocolate too bitter. I feel like a lot of it is just exposure. It's important to try lots of different things. You know really what you like rather than just you're told what you like. I like to think of my ice cream sort of like a Disney film. It's aimed at children, but adults can enjoy it of too. Of course, yeah, they do. Adults, they generally try the ice cream as well and they're really often surprised by how much they like it. Oh. So I think that's one of the cultural differences. And in the UK, people consider ice cream very much something for kids, whereas in Italy, it's not considered something for kids. Oh, okay. It's considered something for everyone. everyone. You're more likely to see old couples and old people outside, oh, yeah. outside having ice cream rather than children. Yeah. Lewis, how did you learn to make ice cream? I initially started making ice cream at home. I probably was making it for a good couple of years because I just love cooking in general. And then once I decided I actually wanted to go further and actually try and set up an ice cream business, uh, I then looked and decided to do training in Italy just because that's where I'm from and that's where they make the best ice cream in the world. So I figured it was a good place to go. I went to Rome and did some courses there and actually the person who taught me was a chemist as well. So it was very interesting to sort of talk about things that way so mm. it was really really useful we spoke a lot about different aspects of things and yeah it was really eye-opening and during the course I realized that this was definitely the right thing for me and it was something that I really wanted to continue. What was your worst moment during this period I mean did you have any disasters? Not too many during the course because it's very sort of supervised and there's more sort of learning I've had a lot of disasters uh, <laughs> making it while actually running the business I think the worst one, or the one that sticks out in my head the most, basically I poured uh, eight kilos of salted caramel mix, and as I poured it in the machine, I realised that I didn't actually have the the beater inside. So there's a beater inside the machine that actually mixes it. That wasn't in there. All eight litres of it 
went and started pouring all inside the machine oh, all over the the cogs and then mm-hmm. out, out of the side and then onto the floor trying to clean up eight liters of Oops. something sweet and gloopy was just yeah it took me about an hour just to sort of oh, get most of it off mm. what does an ice cream seller do in winter they spend three months on holiday in the bahamas Oh, like a bear who's having hibernation. <laughs> yeah, they get ready for the next season and okay. relax. <laughs> that sounds like a wonderful job. <laughs> I might come and work for you. <laughs> what can you see happening in the future for you? I think I'd really like to open a second place as well in uh, in Oxford. Mm-hmm. I'd also like to sort of supply more restaurants and do more events. I did a few weddings and corporate events uh, this summer and I, I really enjoyed those. So I think it'd be nice to do more of that next year. So how did you get started up in Oxford? Uh, I initially approached the council. You had to suggest a new spot, do all the legwork yourself to actually get approved. Find a spot, suggest it, see how it impacts the local area, traffic. So that was the first step, and that took about three months to get the spot and get the authorizations from all the relevant people and the OK from the local businesses. Oh, so there was a lot of hard work in the first place. Yeah, it took me about a year of getting everything ready before I could actually even open up. Once I got the authorization or the the consent form, the rest of it, sort of getting the actual van ready, which was built in Naples, because I couldn't find anywhere in the UK that would make it how I wanted it, so I had to go back to Italy again. Actually, I, um, I've seen your van, and it's a very cute van. It's very appealing, <clears throat> actually. Um, can you tell me a little bit about your van? Yeah, so it's a um, converted tuk-tuk, yeah, it's really beautiful. It's exactly what I had in mind, and it's pink and beige, and it's just the colours, the branding, everything is just perfect. It's exactly like how I Indian want. touch, would you say? Slightly. Well, it actually was built originally in India. <laughs> so it went from India to Naples to Oxford. So it's gone... It's That's amazing. Me. I love that. Brilliant. Have you um, ever made a hot and spicy ice cream? <laughs> Just because I'm Indian, I have to ask. <laughs> uh, no, I never have. I think some people have asked me for a chilli and chocolate, so maybe, maybe in the future. If I was a tourist in Italy, how would I ask for a pistachio ice cream? Posso avere un gelato al pistacchio, per favore? Could you say that slower? <laughs> Posso avere? Posso avere? Un gelato. Un gelato. Al pistacchio. Al pistacchio. Per favore. Per favore. Per favore. Per favore. Yeah. Yay. <laughs> I love Italian language. I love it. And ice cream, of course. Of course. Although I'm allergic to sugar. I'm yeah. sorry. I understand. <laughs> Luis, grazie. Arrivederci. Thank you very much. I'll see you soon too. A huge thank you to Luis for coming to talk to me today about the wonders of ice cream. Yum, yum. We all wish him good luck and blessings in expanding his business. And I am delighted to dedicate this episode to Lydia, who is four years old and lives in Washington State. Lydia sent us this little message via Twitter. I love you, Story Nori. Ah, oh, that's so sweet, Lydia. Thank you. I do hope you love ice cream as much as you love Story Nori. And a big thank you to your mother, Elizabeth Geneva Wood, for supporting us on Patreon. I'd be delighted to hear from any of you that have found this interview interesting. My question to you, which combinations of ice cream ingredients tickle your fancy? If you can dream up any unique, strange and wonderful ice cream suggestions that I can put forward to Lewis, 
do drop me a comment and let me know what they might be. Our comment box is on the website. And as ever, we value every bit of support we can get to help us provide the world with free stories. So a huge thank you to all of our Patreon supporters. It means so much to us. If any of you are interested to learn more about Alfonso ice cream, please do check out Lewis's website, www.alfonsogelateria.com. The link is on our website. Or if you happen to be visiting Oxford, you can find Lewis and his amazing tuk-tuk van in Summertown, North Oxford, where he'll be happy to serve you with a big smile. From me, Jana, at storynori.com. Ciao!